0: With the rise of ChatGPT, everyone is curious about artificial intelligence, but what about Chi GPT, and how it is revolutionizing the world of banking and financial services? To find out more about this service, we have Zor Gorilov, the CEO and co-founder of Casisto, here on Bankadelic. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you got to drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks again for tuning into Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus family of podcasts based in London, England. And today on the show, what a treat, somebody based in New York, not far from the vested headquarters where I love to stop in and visit when I'm there. We have Zor Gorlov. Zor is the CEO and co-founder of Casisto. That's a leading digital experience platform for the financial services industry. Zor draws on more than 20 years of experience in the software industry and has been creating conversational interfaces before the term chatbot was popularized. And that's saying something because that's a long time, especially in this business. Zor, welcome to Bankadelic.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So I have to ask you, because I didn't know this until I was reading through your bio, before they were chatbots, what did you call them?
1: You know, I started my career working at Bell Labs it was many, many years ago. There were the days where language models were small, but computers were large. You know, I'm gonna date myself, but I worked on a data general and Wang computers and DAX and all that. And we were building some of the early implementations of speech recognition systems. A lot of that work was sponsored by DARPA back in the day, and it was really, really fascinating. So the industry came a long way. You know, these systems existed one way or another, You know. I don't know what they were called before chatbots, but, you know, if you look at the 1960s, MIT released early version of a chatbot. I think it was called ELSA. So the systems continue to evolve, but of course they became very popular with Siri. And then, you know, a few years back when Facebook and Microsoft and Google and many, many others started announcing chatbots for the consumers.
0: Speaking of evolution, maybe I should say revolution, in May, you launched Kai GPT, which is the world's first banking-specific large language model in the world. And I'm wondering if you could walk us through what that is, how it works, and maybe for listeners who don't understand, explain what a large language model is.
1: A large language model is a type of model that is designed to process natural language requests it's usually trained on a lot of data using all kinds of sophisticated deep learning algorithms gpt or generative pre-trained transformers or type of large language model we built chi gpt for banking we built it to be accurate so they can answer questions about banking and finance accurately. It is built to be trusted because we want to make sure that banks who use Kai gpt are able to trust it with PII and proprietary data so it doesn't go float on the internet. It is built to be transparent. I think a lot of issues with sort of this ChatGPT gpt like models around copyright and disclosure of the sources that they're trained on, etc. we built our model to be fully transparent, it has full visibility and sustainability requirements that banks have when it comes to AI. And last but not least, is it's built to be customizable. Every bank has its own set of products, its own set of go-to-market strategy, its own way of interacting with customers. So customization is important. So Kai GPT, you can think of it as a chat GPT-like model, but it is purpose-built for banking. It is designed to be accurate, trusted, transparent, and customizable.
0: Now, some people would say, can AI give regional banks a competitive edge? Maybe you can explain to us how that works. We are in a really strange environment right now with the recent interest rate hikes, banks tightening credit conditions, and pressure on profitability all the way around. How would you see AI coming into the picture?
1: Well, that's a very good question. Let me start by... Telling you why we started Cosisto and why conversational AI is important, matters to us and what's the purpose behind a company, why we get up in the morning. We believe there's an opportunity to use conversational AI to democratize financial services and by helping users Make better financial decisions better understand and better manage their money so that's what this ai powered assistants are able to do and i think kai gpt like service helps us get closer to that reality i think kai gpt will enable banks actually in today's environment to operate more efficiently. It'll help their employees to better service their customers, answer more questions from their customers and ultimately reduce costs of interacting with their customers while providing high quality of service in meeting the highest possible standards of customer satisfaction.
0: And that really is the home run all the way around. If you're talking about getting more efficient But at the same time, getting more profitable, that just brings returns in over and over and over. It's what I would call a righteous circle. Now, to that extent, you know this world. I am doing my best to learn more about this world, but banks at this stage may be intimidated by AI or not really understand what the value proposition is. Let's say you were sitting down talking with a bank executive and they're interested in knowing more, but not really quite certain where to even begin on the journey, what would you tell them?
1: So, first of all, there are so many types of AI in financial services, and some of this AI system has been deployed for, you know, 20, 15, 10 years. There's AI for fraud detection. There's AI for loan origination, approvals. I mean, there are many types of AI. We focus on type of AI that is called conversational AI. And conversational AI enables human to human-like conversations. That's what it is. We've operated in highly regulated banking environment for past 10 years. We know what it takes to build those systems to make sure that banks are comfortable deploying and putting them in front of their customers. We have 49 banks in 16 different countries. We handle hundreds of millions of conversations. We amassed very, very unique data set. So we've been doing it for over the years. I think Last year, with the launch of ChatGPT, things have changed. I think there was launch of ChatGPT-like services or generated pre-trained transformers was, I believe it was transformative event. And watershed moment in banking, in other verticals, but also in in the society overall. When we sit down with banking, I think launch of ChatGPT captured public imagination. That's number one. You know, bankers sit there and their kids are using it and they know all about it, how to use them. And also bankers look at those systems and they say, we want ChatGPT experiences. However, we want to make sure that PII of our customers is protected. We want to make sure that we don't run into complexities and potential litigations with copyright. We certainly don't want this thing to hallucinate or provide incorrect answers. So they want the good part of chat GPT-like services, but they want to make sure that it meets the requirements of their industry. They can speak to regulators about it, and more importantly, that their customers are provided with correct information. And that's the reason we built Kai GPT to meet those requirements. So we listen carefully. I mean, this is early stages of the development of technology. We sit down, and I've had probably two or three dozen meetings in the boardrooms of some of the largest banks in the world over the past few months. The level of interest is quite high. You know, when Goldman comes out and says 300 million white collar jobs around the world will be impacted by the generative AI. I think banking is one of those verticals that will be impacting the bankers are listening and experimenting and exploring. And we're quite excited about the moment. And we think we can help them address their needs and also address their concerns.
0: Yeah, when you talk about those white-collar jobs, I got a knock on the door recently from a computer saying, you're going to be replaced. When can I get started? So...
1: (laughs) Before this podcast, we spoke a little bit about journalism and obviously, you know, vested and other PR firms are probably thinking about the impact of generative AI on these jobs, among many others. I think one thing that is important to note is there's a lot of fear. A lot of people who are smarter than me are concerned about, you know, impact on AI in the society and warfare and other areas. I tend to be an AI optimist. I believe that AI You know, will do good to the world. One thing about generative AI models that is worth noting is they are built on the data produced by humans, historical data. And while this data is useful, it is not necessarily a guide for the future. That's where humans come in. I believe that human creativity will continue to play a role, to propel humanity forward. And not look back at the data that the ai systems are trained on so i am overall optimistic about what ai can do for our world
0: yeah absolutely you were there at the beginning of the chatbot revolution you've seen this evolution what would you observe or want to share in terms of where you see the
1: market going chatbots that are designed for specific verticals or use cases, today generation chatbots can be very effective. I think general purpose chatbots are less effective. I mean, the reason we're focused in financial services because when we built Kai out of the box, knew about debits and credits and knew that withdrawals are different than deposits and knew that checking account and current account are the same thing. You need that kind of knowledge in order to provide effective conversational experience and meaningful conversational experience. And general purpose chatbots just don't do the job. And that's the reason we stayed in finance and went deeper and deeper and deeper in finance, went from retail banking to business banking, to treasuries, to investment management. I think that's a progression that we're on. Now, the, the world with introduction of GPT systems has changed. I will give you an example and why CHI-GPT is so powerful. Today's AI systems, today's chatbot systems are what we call a prescriptive AI. And prescriptive AI means where humans need to go in and while NLU models are trained, you need to define responses and you need to write scripts and you know you need to anticipate what users are going to say. Then you need to look at the data and you know retrain your models. I think there are a lot of sort of commotion involved in that. And the best example is FDIC insurance. There are a lot of banking chatbots in this country, but I can guarantee you that not many people before March or February, asked about FDIC insurance, and then SVB failed, and everybody, you know, wanted to know what happens with their FDIC insurance. And then, so well, as a banking bot provider, what do you do? You go and you say, "Oh, people are asking about FDIC. You know, let me go code it." A more powerful example is COVID. We maybe upgrade our bots in 2020 for COVID support. The only virus that our bots knew about was computer virus. And despite all the buzzwords about, you know, self-training and deep learning and all that, well, somebody had to go in and say, this is COVID and COVID is virus and it's called Corona. And if somebody wants to cancel their travel and get the refund because of COVID, it has some meaning. So all of that needed to be coded. With larger language models, and Kai GPT is different. If you go to Kai GPT and say, what's FDIC insurance? It knows how to answer the question as a company, as an organization, as a customer, you don't have to lift a finger. So the world moved from prescriptive AI to descriptive AI, and I think this is revolutionary.
0: As we ride off into the sunset, let's say that you and I are sitting down a year from now. I certainly hope it's a lot sooner than that. And we're talking about what CHI GPT has achieved, how it's grown, what it's doing. You gave us a little taste of that. What type of excellent news would you hope to be sharing with me?
1: Well, I think the holy grail for us, I mean, over the past 10 years, we sort of perfected the systems that interact with users about their finances, right? So you can go to our systems and we've deployed it as said, multiple assistants. You can talk about transactions and balances and payments and spending patterns and all that. And I think a year from now, what we'd like to achieve is to connect those banking, authenticated experiences with our large language model. So the net result of it is you have chat GPT-like conversation, but not about some abstract subjects. You're talking about your own finances. So can I afford to go on vacation, you know, but my credit history, take a look, right? Let me know what you think. Or you can say, act as a financial advisor and tell me the best way to invest my latest bonus. I think that's a conversations about you, about your finances that ultimately help us get to our vision, which is to, you know, use conversational AI, intelligent digital assistance to help users make better financial decisions.
0: How do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> It just sounds incredible and I love it. I think the future is going to be fantastic. It's so great that you are a part of that future and I look forward to talking more and thank you for making time out of your busy schedule and also making time to teach me a little bit more about the world today and what it looks like going into
1: the future. Of course, thank you for having me.
0: Zor Gorloff is the CEO and co-founder of Casisto. He is based in New York City, the Big Apple. Be sure to look for Zor on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, The Colorful Side of Finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? BankerHire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. BankerHire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. With more than 1.2 million page views annually, Talking Biz News is the go-to source for happenings in business journalism. Whether you're a PR professional, a business journalist, or someone just breaking into the field, TBN is a source that you cannot do without. Whether you're following the Washington Post, New York Times, local media outlets, or some feisty news startup, Talking Biz News has you covered. Job openings are also listed and updated every day on the TBN website. Be sure to sign up for your free subscription to the TBN Newsletter at Talking Biz News. That's Talking, B-I-Z, Hey, thanks for coming in to Lou's coffee shop today. How may I help you? Yeah, I'll take a triple mochaccino, latte chai with four shots, and a blueberry muffin. Okay, great, so let's see. That'll be $11.10, please. Okay, hold on, shirt's a little tight. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm taking off my shirt. Well, wait, it's only 40 degrees outside. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 hold on. (laughs) Ha, see that? Yeah, it's an ugly, hairy, No, no, I mean, look at my nipple. What? Yeah, look at my nipple. This one, this one. That's a ring, so what? <laughs> no, dude. It's a payment nipple ring. A payment nipple ring. Who paid you to... No, 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 no. Let me see your touchscreen. I have to pay for the smoker, so what I'm gonna do is lean over and touch my nipple. I'll- no, stop. You are not... Putting your nipple on my touchscreen, I'd rather give you the drink for free. Although I'm not going to do that. We take it. <laughs> Ted, you, you take the nipple ring, right? You you want to get paid? No. We take debit cards. We take payment by smartphone. You could even Venmo me for all I care. Write me a check. I am not taking a nipple ring. I do not have to take a nipple ring. <laughs> Whoa. You know, they take nipple rings down the street. That's the tattoo parlor you're pointing to. Well, look, (laughs) you either want my business or you don't. I'm not so sure that... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, later today, me and my friends, uh, part of the nipple ring group, we were going to need about 25 mochas and a ton of... Everything bagels with schmear on them. Okay, 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 look. Let me hold this up. You you touch your nipple to the touch screen and... (laughs) I knew you'd see it my way, dude. Three Three bullseyes. Bullseyes.
1: Number one. We believe there's an opportunity to use conversational AI to democratize financial services and by helping users make better financial decisions, better understand and better manage their money. So that's what this AI-powered assistants are able to do. Number two. So bankers look at those systems and they say, we want charge APD-like experiences. However, we want to make sure that PII of our customers is protected, we want to make sure that we don't run into complexities, and we certainly don't want this thing to hallucinate or provide incorrect answers. Number three. One thing about generative AI models, they are built on the data produced by humans. And while this data is useful, it is not necessarily a guide for the future. That's where humans come in. Human creativity will continue to play a role to propel humanity forward. So I am overall optimistic about what AI can do for our world. And now, lose views. Before I address the
0: topic of today's podcast, artificial intelligence, I want to take a detour into the world of movies and the film Oppenheimer, which tells the story of a very egomaniacal scientist who introduced us to the atomic bomb. We've been in the nuclear age for some time now. And from the moment that nuclear weapons were unleashed on the world, there was a fear that we had stepped into the brink of Armageddon, and it would only be a matter of time before some nefarious force got a hold of nuclear technology and sent us all to kingdom come. Well, so far that hasn't happened, and there is a clear analog in the world of artificial intelligence, and that is the idea of salience. That someday the computers will get so smart that they can pretty much run things on their own, maybe plot a takeover of some sort. Now, aside from this being somewhat of a science fiction scenario, it also precludes the idea that artificial intelligence can bring a great amount of good to the world. Now, I am a positivist, and so was our guest, Zor Gorilov of Kasisto. I think that if artificial intelligence is brought to bear... On some of the most pressing problems humanity faces, climate change or cancer, we could see some major breakthroughs in the years ahead. We are still, as Zor put it, in the third inning or so of artificial intelligence, still discovering what it means. However... As with nuclear technology, guardrails need to be put in place. Regulation, an entire world of concerned scientists and people in the technology industry can help make artificial intelligence safe and useful. Humanity was and is watching, and it's my hope that we will look at it as a way to help us live and solve problems in a world that is dedicated to moving forward. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Ken Montone, our business consigliere, the one and only Rob Gaynor. Dude, I totally got into the show. Thanks as always to the William Mills Agency for their generous support. Thanks also to Banker Hire, Lemonade LXP and Talking Biz News, a division of Vested LLC. I'm Lou Carloso. You can catch me on LinkedIn and someday on my vaudeville YouTube channel. Ring a ding ding ding. Until next time. So long.
1: Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.